onto coffee. And the study that says uh, two cups of coffee a day is actually a good thing and could extend your life. And let's welcome in uh, Laura DeSanctis. She is a holistic nutritionist, a digestive health coach. You can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut, or you can find her right here on the radio. As she joins us on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, just first of all, this uh, study that says coffee could actually extend our uh, lives. Uh, what is it about uh, coffee? Uh, about the bean that's uh, so good for us, so nutritious. Um, well, first, I think it's before I even look at the bean, it's the source of where it's grown from, if it is grown in organic soil. And then when it comes to the actual bean itself, um, surprisingly, this is one of the ways that we get a lot of our antioxidants, especially North Americans, because we don't eat enough food that has uh, natural sources of antioxidants. So in our organic bean coffee, um, we would get that. But I think nowadays, when we're looking at the source of our coffee, um, generally, it's not even from organic Organic places, organic fields. Organic All right, so you really have to do your research and know where your beans are coming from. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah is that why if a uh, coffee, if you get the right bean, if it's an antioxidant, uh, that's why it's associated with uh, lowering some uh, risks of uh, some cancers, diabetes? Uh, they're saying in the study, Laura, even uh, that could reduce the risk of dementia. I mean, it it can be, but I think we have to look at, first of all, why are we even consuming coffee in the first place? And if it is, and what dosages or how many amounts can it reduce dementia and for how long of a period of time? So I feel that uh, with that study, I don't know, there's there's pros and cons to every study. But again, too, um, what are the age groups of the people that are associated with uh, caffeine consumption and how many cups per day are they having? Yeah, I like the way you refer to coffee, by the way. Sorry, like it's a medicine, uh, doses instead of cups of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It is when you look at it. I mean, coffee is one of the biggest addictions in North America. So uh, when you add that, uh, as well as nicotine and a few others, coffee, you speak to a lot of people in the wellness industry, they'll tell you that uh, when it comes to coffee, it's one of the biggest addictions and it's one of the hardest to wean people off of. Well, it's funny you say that because I remember when I started drinking coffee, and uh, you're right, it's kind of like nicotine or smoking in a way. I just started doing it at my first ever job when I was like 17, my first full-time job, because everybody else was going for a coffee break. So I might as well go for one. And then I thought, uh, maybe I'm drinking a little too much coffee. So I stopped. And I remember actually kind of having like the caffeine shakes. Like you can have withdrawal symptoms, right? Of course you can. Yeah, coffee has a stimulating component, which North Americans are addicted to. So our body constantly craves it because of its moon-boosting properties. So for you to wean yourself off or just not have it at all, it's called the caffeine blues. You may feel that... um, that you're not as alert, you feel tired, depressed, you're not on um, because of caffeine, because it does act like a drug. So when you suddenly remove that drug, your body's going to experience those withdrawal symptoms. And usually caffeine, uh, the withdrawal systems, can induce headaches and migraines. All right, so when you say there's pros and cons to this study, and again, it's uh, outlining that two cups of coffee a day could extend your life, uh, could increase your life expectancy by up to two years. Is this kind of like the red wine study, Laura, that we see? It seems like uh, one week, uh, you know, a glass of wine is great for me and my blood circulation, and then the next week it's bad. Is it the same thing? I feel like it's under the same lines. I mean, for me, it's everything in moderation. That's what I believe. But when we talk about coffee and consuming one to two cups a day or even four to five cups a day. I'm really curious, though, if we're looking at the bean and where it's coming from, the source, like is it every day that we're going to Tim Hortons or Starbucks or is it from our organic farm? And not only that, what are we putting in our coffee? Is it milk? Is it sugar? Is it artificial sweeteners? So when you add that into the mix as well, I'm not too sure that having, you know, one to two cups of coffee a day is going to increase your life. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about, you're right, those that take their coffee regular and have got to cream and uh, sugar in there. You, you've got to factor that in because that adds up really quickly when it comes to something like uh, diabetes, right? If you're exactly. having sugar constantly in your coffee. Exactly, yeah. And then from a digestive perspective, I mean, caffeine works as a laxative for some people, but it's a stimulant effect, so it can cause more cramping and bloating. So a lot of people don't realize that as well, and they rely on coffee to get that quick boost of alertness and energy, but then they don't realize that there could be this trigger where their hormones and cortisol and adrenaline get off, um, and their sympathetic nervous system being in fight or flight can really affect their digestive system, so they can be actually having more cramps, more bloating, more gas because of um, over-caffeination. Is that something people should be a little more aware of when it comes to coffee or any other food? And uh, give us your perspective as a, a gut health expert here, because I don't think a lot of people, they just think, oh, maybe I've got a bit of a rumbly-tumbly today, my stomach's a, a little upset, that they, they don't listen to their body enough, because uh, your body's trying to tell you things, right? Uh, yeah, and a lot of that is to do with what you're putting in it. Exactly. And I think, you know, when, when we look at the average North American, when we wake up, um, the first thing that we usually gravitate to is coffee instead of fueling our body with water or body and warm lemon. So coffee is a diuretic and it's very, very acidic. So if that's the first thing that we're putting in our body, considering we haven't had any water for, let's say we were sleeping for eight hours or uh, six hours, we're already dehydrated. So when we're putting in that diuretic in our body, we're increasing more acid, we're increasing possibility, the possibility of more inflammation in the body because that's the first first thing that we're jolting our body with is strong caffeine. Um, so I think a lot of people don't realize that we use coffee as a crutch and not looking at overall, like, do we get enough sleep at night? So maybe that's what we need first before we start our day with coffee. What are the foods we're eating? Are we properly food combining? Um, are there foods that we're eating that make us tired and gassy and bloated? And maybe that's why we reach for our coffee. But I think overall, drinking a small cup of coffee once um, once a day is fine, but it's really what else are we adding to the mix um, and what are we adding to our coffee? All right, just uh, finally, when it comes to coffee, uh, are you okay as a health and wellness expert with uh, one in the morning to get people started and maybe one kind of right about now, mid-afternoon? Would would that be optimal? Um, I think I would say, you know, having one cup of coffee per day in the morning First, have your cup of water, a cup of water and warm lemon, and then if you can have breakfast. But I would really say, I mean, why do we need coffee altogether? If you can just substitute it with a smoothie, that would be great. But like I said before, I think North Americans, they don't get enough antioxidants, so one of the sources would be from the coffee. And if they are going to have coffee, then try to get it from an organic source. And then even add a teaspoon of coconut butter, which provides you with more antioxidants, and that coconut butter or that coconut oil will help control your insulin, um, which... If we're not in control of our insulin, it actually sets us off on this blood sugar roller coaster spike. Okay, if it has to be a smoothie first thing in the morning, can it be a coffee smoothie? Uh, how much coffee? I mean, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, why not? Why not? Is it organic coffee? <laughs> Laura, thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, the time thank and the uh, information. We'll talk thank again you. soon. Thanks There's for me. Thanks. Laura DeSanctis, nutritionist and uh, holistic uh, expert and digestive health coach. Again, you can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. And we're back after break here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.